we are bringing into the uh, conversation Dr. Hans Boateng. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. And you um, are called the Investing Tutor. Yes. Right? Okay, so, I, and, you know, it says you're an educator whose mission is to increase access and investment literacy to demographics that are often overlooked in the investing space. So right off bat, I want to ask you, tell me what that means. Well, it means that uh, Wall Street or the U.S. financial system is not necessarily focused on going in and teaching right minorities immigrants underrepresented groups what they need to know to be able to build wealth in america and and when i discovered that it took me about give and take 10 10 years to kind of understand the inner workings of wealth and once i understood that i was like oh my gosh I need to share this information with people in my community because no one is coming in to share this information with us. Yes. So I think it's very important to understand. Um, I think when we talk about racism and white supremacy and the systemic ills of not just America, but of the world, that uh, a lot of it has to do with money. And mm-hmm. so the way that we, you know, we heal and find our power is by one, not investing in our own oppression, because a lot of times we invest, but understanding that money is energy and how it works. And that even if you are of a lower income, you can still find um, light and progress if you understand the way money works. So uh, I wanted to ask, um, you know, with the there's a lot of inf- misinformation out there. What are some of the basic things that you tell people um, who need to obviously know, uh, you know, find you and, and understand what you do on a greater scale? Some of the things that that are basic things that we don't even understand about how money works. Yeah, the most important thing is that most people go to work for money, but they've never really paused to even understand what they are working for. Right. What is money? If I were to ask someone what is money? they would look at me and say, oh, money is cash. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but in all honesty, money is, is a measure of value, right? And it allows individuals to be able to exchange that value with one another. So then it, at the foundation, if someone wants more money, they have to figure out how do I provide more value to the world, right? That, that was mind-blowing. So once I understood that, I was like, okay, so how do I go out and how do I serve more in the world in a way that allows me to be able to attract more of that, in quotes, money, which is value? So that at the foundation is very important. The second thing that individuals need to understand is that the rich and wealthy don't work for money. Mm-hmm. And that was also very hard to understand because everyone works, but they are not working for money. They are working to acquire assets. So they don't negotiate, oh, can you pay me an extra $2 an hour? They are negotiating, hey, can I get shares of the company? How much equity do I own? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I remember Beyonce said, pay me in equity. So rich mm-hmm. and wealthy are thinking about ownership. Meanwhile, most of us are used to thinking about uh, money in terms in terms of hours for dollars, 
And we need to be able to shift from that mindset if we want to be able to build wealth. Um, what are some of the basic things that we need to do, the foundation? Where do we begin for those people who are out there who are not uh, high income earners, some who have a little bit of money and don't know where to put it? What are some of the basic things that we should be doing um, to take care of our money so that our money can take care of us? Yeah, I'd say there are three important things that everyone should be doing. The first is a portion of their money should be set aside uh, in a savings account so that at least you have that emergency fund or that emergency buffer, right? Another portion of, of, of money should be should go towards reducing or paying down debt. And then a third portion of that money, and this is very important, should go towards investing to build wealth because money has to grow. If you, there is no way that you have your money growing or working hard for you, what that means is that you in turn have to work very hard for money. So when we're looking at that investing portion, which most of personal finance don't tend to focus on that, but mm -hmm. for minorities, underrepresented people, we need to focus on that aspect of personal finance. What I like to say is there are three investment vehicles that everyone needs to understand. Now, I, I should even say there, there are four <laughs> investment yeah. vehicles. So the first is a retirement account through an employer. The second is an index fund or ETF, right? So this is a basket of investments. The, the, um, that's the second. So the third is individual stocks. So investing in individual companies. And the fourth is crypto assets or cryptocurrency. Okay. Um, where is the best place for people to go to get basic, good information about what to do with their money? Because now you go online and you Google cryptocurrency and there are 37,000 blogs with people who consider themselves crypto experts. And a lot of times those people may not even be qualified to give you information on what to do with your money. Yeah, that's so true. You know, when I came into this space, one of the fundamental things that I wanted to do was um, to come in as someone who's honest, trustworthy, and, and someone who's willing to share the information freely. So for the individuals who are listening, I mean, they are more than welcome to connect with me on any of the social media platforms. They can search mm -hmm. the investing tutor to be able to connect. And I always say that I answer all of my DMs. So that's an incredible way to do that. Also, my website, theinvestingtutor.com. But besides that, I'd urge individuals to follow, in the, follow financial experts and look mm -hmm. at who follow them. Because okay. if you have an individual who's being followed by prominent people in the financial space, that gives some val validity to what they are doing, right? Because for example, I'm in the investing space and also partially in the personal finance space. So I'm connected with a lot of the, the top uh, personal finance educators in the field as well, right? So then that's a way that individuals can decipher who can I trust versus who can I not trust. So when um, I was, uh, I, I was uh, 
courted by a uh, major financial firm. They wanted me to go out and recruit people for them because I have a big network of people that I know. They had a model, um, and their model was that you, that their their clients have two bulks of money. They have their get rich money and their stay rich money. And so what I wanted to, I, what I was there and I was like, what about those of us who never had stay rich money? Like we, <laughs> it's, it's all new for us. How yes. do we acquire, acquire stay rich money? Well, first and foremost, we need to focus on the get rich money, right? So mm-hmm. that once we reach that level, then we can then transition to, okay, how do we maintain that, that, that wealth? So then the staying rich money. And for individuals like myself who, let's say, you know, 10 years ago, didn't know much about, you know, investing or the stock market, mm-hmm. like I shared at least begin with that retirement account through an employer. So 401k, 403b. But then don't stop there. And this is why. On average, a retirement account, you know, might provide you a return of, let's say, 10% year over year, right? Mm -hmm. When you move from that to then layer on other investment instruments, so the index funds, the individual stocks, and then the crypto, assets, all of a sudden, now you're able to move from that 10% to return per year to now, you know, anywhere from 15 to 20%, which does exponent, it it makes a huge deal for an underrepresented person who doesn't have a lot of money to invest. All of a sudden, you are almost doubling the growth of your wealth, right? To put that into context, if an individual is getting a 10% return, they will be doubling their money every 7.2 years. But then if you're getting a 20% year-over-year return, you're doubling your money every three years, right? So Mm -hmm. you are growing wealth at a faster rate. And for underrepresented groups, I highly encourage them to look at different financial assets to be able to build wealth. Now, once you've built that wealth, right? The keeping wealth bucket or fund will have to do more with, you know, stable investments like your bonds, right? Or like Mm -hmm. your fixed assets like real estate. And now as we move into the future, you're going to have things like stable coins. So there are coins that are pegged to the US dollar, but then they provide you anywhere from a seven to 10% return guaranteed, even though it's a stable coin. So when you say um, I, I I'm taking notes, that's why I keep looking down the um, the when you say people should have a retirement account that is through their employer. What about people who are self-employed? Mm. So then with that, they have to create their own, you know, uh, mm-hmm. investment account, if you will, or retirement account. So they can use something called a simple IRA or a SEP IRA, right? Or even mm-hmm. a solo 401k. But these are all technical terms. If you're listening to this and you don't know what that is, just call a Charles Schwab, call a Vanguard, call a Fidelity, and just mm-hmm. tell them, hey, I have a business and I want to start my own retirement account. And they'll be able to give you the different options. But for someone who doesn't want to overcomplicate this, just download Robinhood or download Cash App, 
right? And begin investing. You have access to index funds and ETFs using, you know, an app on your phone. You have access to stocks and you have access to crypto as well. So you just said something and it made me nervous because you say cash app. <laughs> and so please. I really can you please elaborate on that and talk about that for people who who tend to be uh, skeptical of like apps and and this digital world of investing, because there are people who are making a lot of money doing this. Yeah. And it boils down to what are you using the app to do, right? If some random person DMs you on social media and says, hey, send me money via cash app, and maybe you did, you might have a negative experience with that, right? Or if there's some kind of Ponzi scheme of people transferring money, you know, with each other using cash app, there might be a negative connotation with regards to the app. But at a baseline, Cash App is an application that allows for the transfer of money, but also they have a brokerage app on the platform that allows individuals to be able to invest in stocks and crypto assets as well. And we're talking about a company that is worth over $100 billion, right? So then mm -hmm. this is not like a fraudulent company by any means. So then Cash App is an incredible way for individuals to have investments on their phone. And it's, in my opinion, from what I've, I've, I've noticed, is super secure. Mm. And do you use the Cash App yourself? Yes, I do. I use Cash App. I use Robinhood. I've even... Uh, I even have some assets in SoFi Invest. Literally, because I'm an investment educator, I need to test out these platforms to be able, before I can even talk about them. I have no affiliation with any of these companies, but I have tested them out. Okay. And so, um, what is the, what is your uh, education curriculum? How, what does that look like for people who are interested in learning more? Yeah, I break it into four buckets. So at the very beginning, I believe that every individual should be able to know how to analyze an investment in less than one minute. So whether it's stocks, um, even crypto or index funds or ETFs. Next, I believe individuals need to be able to know how to pick the best investment for them. Mm -hmm. I liken investing to learning how to drive. People might DM me and say, hey, Hans, what stock should I buy? And I often say, would you come to me and ask what car should I buy, <laughs> right? You mm -hmm. wouldn't. Instead, right. go to driving school, right, or driver's ed. Go learn how to drive so that you can go to the dealership and pick out any car that you want. So then I view myself as that driving instructor, if you will. I teach individuals how to invest so that they can then go into the stock market and identify the best investment for them, right? So that's the second thing. The third thing that I like to do is to educate individuals on how to build or construct an investment portfolio. And fourth, how to manage that por portfolio in perpetuity, right? So often investment advisors help individuals by investing on their behalf. But I believe that every individual, whether you're working with an advisor or not, you need some kind of knowledge as to what that individual is doing. So one, you can have knowledgeable conversations with them and also you can have clear discussions and you can keep an eye on what that individual is doing. Mm-hmm. 
When it comes to um, the, you know, cryptocurrency, um, a lot there's a lot of distrust around that. Um, we've we've watched it go up and down. We've seen I know people who've made a lot of money um, with Bitcoin, and they those people were laughed at at one point, and then boom, they they made you know quite a bit of of the dollars as uh as they say how um how what's the proper way or the best way or or your suggested way in getting becoming more informed on in these forms of invest this form of investing because i think a lot of us are left out of that because we we do have a natural distrust and don't know and those two things combined um can deter us from investing our money in crypto funds yeah i believe um if there's one thing that anyone can take away from from listening to me today, it is this. It is not too late to get into the crypto space, right? If we're thinking about the internet back in the day where, when it had dial-up and, and you have to connect using phone lines, that's literally where we are today when you're looking at crypto, super early. We're about a decade or two you know, early as, as compared to the internet. So I share all of that to say that individuals need to understand there's a ton of information out there, right? You can start out by reading the Bitcoin white paper. And if you cannot read the entire nine pages of that white paper, which in all honesty, I haven't done, read the abstract. It is just a paragraph. And, and take your time to understand what is this thing? Right. What you're going to discover is that Bitcoin is simply a peer to peer cash transfer system. So essentially mm. allows two individuals to be able to exchange value with one another. You remember how we spoke about money being value. Mm -hmm. But this time round, that value can be traded across the entire globe and also across time. What mm. do I mean by this? You know, let's say it is 1 a.m. and I want to send $1,000 from here to, um, you know, Africa or Australia or, you know, Asia. Just because my bank is closed, it doesn't matter. With Bitcoin, Bitcoin is open 24-7. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> close, right? So then it changes everything. All of a sudden, we can begin to move value across the entire globe. But why is it that Bitcoin keeps increasing in terms of the value, right? Because the price of Bitcoin was about um, give and take $4,000 last year, March, but now it's $54,000 as we record this. Why is that? It's because there's a limited quantity of Bitcoin that will be in circulation. And that number is 21 million Bitcoins will ever be mined. Right now, we have about 18.6 million that is in circulation right now. And the remaining 2 point something million will be mined over the next, let's call it, uh, you know, 1,000 years. Excuse me, mm. 100 years. So then... You have this asset that is finite, 21 million. So what that means is that as more people want it, the value has to increase because we aren't making more Bitcoins. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. the fascinating thing about, uh, about this crypto asset. So for anyone who wants to kind of learn more, it's literally going to take you, I'll be honest, 
at least 20 to 40 hours of trying to dig in to truly understand Bitcoin, especially because there's so many, <laughs> there's <laughs> so much information about this asset for the average person who doesn't want to take that or for the person who does want to look into this, you can go to YouTube. Okay. Look up individuals like Michael Saylor. You can look up the uh, Winklevoss twins. Remember the whole Facebook debacle? Mm -hmm. Look them up. They invested in Bitcoin in 2013 when it was roughly around $100 or $500 per coin. So they own close to $10 billion worth of Bitcoin. <laughs> it's wow. fascinating. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I slap myself every day because I sold my Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, and, and most people will be thinking, oh my gosh, Bitcoin, it's too late to get into Bitcoin. The way that I describe Bitcoin is it's kind of like digital gold or gold 2.0, right? It, it allows us to have some assets that is like gold, but it's able to be traded or transferred on the internet. Gold right now is a $10 trillion asset. Bitcoin is just $1 trillion. So essentially, if Bitcoin is just going to match what gold is, it means there's a 10x growth from here. And, and I'm not saying this as a prediction. I'm just saying, hey, if Bitcoin is doing what gold is doing, but it's better, right, at least it should be worth what gold is right now. And if it's better, it should be worth two times what gold is, which will be 20 trillion, meaning there's a potential for a 10x or a 20x gain from here, which if you translate into the price, we're looking at at least 500,000 per coin or a million dollars per Bitcoin. So we, we and we can still, if you know how to invest, you, you can still buy into Bitcoin um, with whatever your budget is. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to buy a one Bitcoin, right? That's the way, Absolutely. I don't know if that's the terminology. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to buy one Bitcoin, which is, let's say, $54,000. You can buy what's called a Satoshi. A Satoshi is a fraction of a Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. And, and the name Satoshi comes from the, the, the founder of Bitcoin. His name is Satoshi Nakamoto. So if you want a fraction of a Bitcoin, it's like, oh, I'm going to buy one Satoshi or 10 Satoshis. And in the Bitcoin communities, they believe that in the future, everything will be priced based on satoshis oh wow um i mean i don't I'm, i don't i i don't di i don't dispute that i mean the way the world has evolved to where we are right now i could very much see that um okay and so if people are your classes available are they for sale are they free how do they work yeah so you know back in you know may june during the the whole you know, and not to change the, uh, you know, the mood of, of this interview, but during the George Floyd incident, I, I noticed that as we were sharing like, you know, Black Lives Matter, I, I was mm -hmm. kind of tweeting out that Black wealth matters. And then my, my conscience spoke to me and, and my conscience was like, okay, well, what are you doing to help Black wealth beyond just your uh, social media posts? What are you doing to teach you know, black mm -hmm. folk, uh, people in your community who are not paying you money for your service. And in that moment, I, you know, decided to create a completely free program. So on my website, theinvestingtutor.com, 
I have a full um, one hour workshop. The first one teaches and educates about money so individuals can understand how money works, how wealth works, why it's important to invest, even if a person has any kind of debt. This is super important. I can't stress it enough. And then after kind of that foundation, the next 30 minutes goes into how individuals can analyze individual stocks. So that free workshop is on my website. But for individuals who graduate from that and they want more information, I have a generational wealth program that I host and I host um, it twice a year. And lastly, for individuals who are you know, high income earners looking to work one-on-one with someone to teach and educate them about investing, I host one-on-one private tutoring as well. Nice. Uh, we had a caller from uh, Tennessee, Maurice, has a comment on how to buy Bitcoin. And sure. how are you, Maurice? I'm fine. I'm Thank fine. You for I'm sorry, I'm, I'm driving. I, I, I tuned in. Hold on for just a second. Okay. Um, I need to turn off here. Well, we're waiting. Okay. What I was going to say is I'm currently deploying about 115 Bitcoin ATMs. Okay. And you were, you, you were talking about how to get a piece of AT, uh, Bitcoin. The Bitcoin ATM allows you to do that. Anywhere from as low as $10 to 100 to 1000 Phenomenal. The, the only thing with that is that most communities don't have Bitcoin ATM. So for individuals who want access, at least if there isn't a Bitcoin ATM in their community, they can do that via like, you know, a Coinbase, a Cash App, you, you know, a SoFi Invest, there's Robinhood. And I know uh, crypto um, maximalists would say that Robinhood doesn't allow them to transfer the crypto off of their exchange. But at least those are a few options for individuals who are new to this space. Um, you said uh, Cash App, and is there are there any ones that you prefer that you will recommend that are a little bit more? Um, I don't want to say easy, but a, a little bit more, you know, uh, yeah, easy to for someone who's new to this. That that might be a little more comprehensive for someone who's not familiar with dealing with digital currencies. Yeah, Cash App is the simplest, both for stock investing and and also for crypto investing. It's just that Cash App has only Bitcoin, right? So if an individual wanted like Ethereum, they won't be able to get it. Besides Cash App, the next viable option is Robinhood. And for, you know, crypto enthusiasts who are against Robinhood, and the reason they're against Robinhood is because Cryptocurrency enthusiasts want to be able to move their coins off of an exchange when they want. And Robinhood is in the process of building a digital wallet to allow that. So right now, you can hold the Bitcoin, but if you're selling it, you'll be forced to sell it for you know US dollars. And most crypto enthusiasts don't like that. So Robinhood is an option. And also, but, and also Coinbase, but Coinbase is a little bit more advanced. Also PayPal, PayPal allows individuals to be able to buy Bitcoin and Ethereum. 
Mm. I'm going to have to come take one of these classes with you so I can go back and tell um, my followers and my listeners about uh, my experience. Because I have actually uh, bought Bitcoin. I, I mean, I have a Coinbase account. I have, you know, dabbled in it. But then not knowing is so dangerous because, like I said, I sold my Bitcoin. I sold a lot of my stuff. And I had made money, but then I got out because I got I felt like I was gambling. And so what I wanted to, you know, uh, I wanted to, you know, demystify that investing and gambling are not the same thing. So I wanted to ask what you had to say about that. Yeah, it's definitely not the same thing, right? Gambling is an individual putting money into something, hoping that it goes up, right? Or hoping that they make money. Investing is not the same at all. Let's start with, let's say, stock investing, right? Before I buy any stock, I have to understand that there's a company behind that stock. And there are a couple of strategies that I use. Let's say at a beginner level, if you don't want to get too intricate, you just have to ask yourself, this company that I'm buying now, will it be worth more in the future? So let's say I'm buying Disney right now, right? right. Disney stock. Will Disney have more Disney Plus subscribers in the future? Will, be, will they be making more movies? Will they have more people visit visiting their theme parks? If you answer yes, then it means that the value of that company or the stock will grow in the future. So that's kind of how I analyze uh, you know, stocks. For cryptocurrency, it's, it's slightly different. So right now, there are about 100 million individuals who have, let's say, Bitcoin in a wallet. So then I look at a, at a high level, okay, there are 100 million people globally, but how many people have access to the internet? Let's settle mm -hmm. on about 3 billion. Then I ask myself, okay, in 10 years, is there a possibility that this digital asset will be used by a billion people? And if the answer is yes, all of a sudden, then it means that, okay, to get to a billion people, then Bitcoin has to be worth 10 times as much because 100 million people are using it right now. If it gets to a billion, that, that's you know, 10x the growth. That means that is also going to translate into Bitcoin's growth. And also, is Bitcoin making the transfer of, of money or digital money, is it making it better than the current system? And the right. resounding answer is, is, is yes. And if I can add one more thing, we have to understand that the, this concept of networks is super important in this day and age. We have social networks, right? We have a search network, which is Google. We have a retail network, which is Amazon, right? So what Bitcoin is, is a global monetary network that allows anyone to be able to transfer value you know, across time and space. You know, uh, inspiring. You seem very optimistic about this, excited. And I think that that is so important to engage this because if you engage it with fear and skepticism, you're going to get the results of that. Um, but times are changing, right? And we are evolving. And this is part of the, the change. And we have to accept it. And we might as well jump on and become successful in it because it is a way for us to thrive. Um, Regina from Maryland has a comment on the Cash App and Bitcoin. And thank you for calling, Regina. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I recently um, started um, trading with, um, with, the, with the Cash App. I was, um, was talking to one of my customers and she told me how to do it. 
So I'm really like not that um, savvy on the apps and everything, but I did. I made myself get on there and download Cash App because I was scared mm-hmm. to do that because, like you were saying, thinking that there is some kind of you know people just think scam and steal your money. Then um, I got the um, Robin Hood. Because mm-hmm. I um, I wanted to get another uh, a coin buy another coin, but I but like you said, um, Bitcoin is only on um, Cash App, and so at first I was feeling like you said I thought I was thinking last week. Oh, I feel like I'm gambling, <laughs> and and I was saying, <laughs> I don't want to gamble. So I was feeling the same way you were saying, but um but I thank you for saying that it's not like like gambling because that really helped me because I was really feeling bad about that, but I also um. Um, start watching Mad Money uh-huh. and trying to find out more uh, more about it. But I had a question about, I was trying to find out about, I see the card um, Tesla on there and the Tesla stock, but I wanted to find out about Lucid. Have you heard of that? That's the new, that new car, that uh, yeah. electric vehicle. So I was trying to find, figure out how can I buy some Lucid stock? Okay. So why do you want to buy Lucid stock? Because I um, I know that the way it's going um, with the, um, the, um, the electric cars and that we're going to be going to that. So I think I looked at what Tesla has done and I'm thinking that Lucid may go the same way. Yeah, but one thing that I want you to focus on is do you notice that most of the industries are or most of the companies, it's like a winner takes all, right? Like Netflix comes in, it takes up a, a large portion of, of video streaming right? Google comes in, they take up a large portion of search. You know, Amazon comes in with AWS and they take a large portion of, you know, hosting, um, you know, digital content for, for companies. So then in the same way, there's going to be one company that comes in and, and takes a majority of the market. In my opinion, that company is going to be Tesla. So Lucid is okay, right? But why would I bother myself to go for a company that could be, you know, second or third, when I could go for the company, which will be, in my opinion, number one, how do I know they are number one? On average, Tesla has about 1 billion data points when it comes to autonomous cars, you know, because every single Tesla that's on the road is feeding data to Tesla. What that means is that when Tesla reaches the point where they can deploy that technology, they are going to be several years ahead of anyone else. Meanwhile, they are going to be creating more manufacturing plants and putting out even more cars. They are not sitting around waiting for people to catch up. So companies like Lucid or GM or Volkswagen, you know, they, 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 they don't realize that they are a little bit late. Uh, Dr. Hans Boateng is here um, giving us the the good information, um, not just about cryptocurrency, but how we should be handling our money. I've been taking notes. You should have three bulks of money, your savings, uh, money to reduce your debt, and then money to invest for it to grow because money is supposed to be growing. Um, that there are, you know, four different places where you can put your money, your retirement account, which should be uh, associated with your work your TF index fund and independent stocks and number four, cryptocurrency. See, I'm listening because I'm trying to, I'm trying not to be afraid of this. Um, I've been doing traditional investing for 
a greater part of my time and um, I want to be a little bit more um, I want to be more explorative and I want to you know so um, if uh, I wanted to um, just just to before you go I want people to know how they can find you and get the, the good information that you have to offer yeah absolutely first and foremost thank you so much Ada for for having me um you know, when it comes to the topic of money, I, I remember coming to the U.S., you know, lived in Bronx, New York. At that time, my entire focus was how do I, you know, get a high paying job? And it's mm -hmm. interesting how my entire life and mindset changed once I began to understand how, you know, money works and how wealth allows a person to really achieve true freedom. So I hope one of the biggest takeaways that people get from this is one, right? The rich don't work for money. They work to acquire assets. So even right now, just like I was, you know, back in the day when I was working on figuring, figuring out, okay, how do I make more money? Translate that thought into how do I acquire more assets? What are assets? It could be stocks. It could be crypto assets. It could be real estate. But don't put all of your eggs into just one, because if you can, you know, have exposure to multiple assets, it enables you to be able to build, you know, generational wealth. And I definitely mm -hmm. encourage individuals, don't be scared because there is truly no other option. There are only two ways to build wealth. You either need investments so that your money grows without you having to work for it, or you need a business so that you can have, you know, you can expand, hire people, and then they can work and help your business grow. Those are the only two ways to build wealth. For me, I've come to find out that investing is the simplest way to do that, right? So for the individuals listening, if they want to connect with me, they could find me on Instagram, The Investing Tutor, on Instagram, The Investing Tutor. They can also find me on LinkedIn, for the professionals, <laughs> I'm Hans mm -hmm. Oating on LinkedIn. And my website, as I shared with you, for my free stock workshop, it is www.theinvestingtutor.com. Thank you so much for being here. I just followed you. I am going to be sliding into your DMs for this investment information. Um, because I really want to, um, you know, I want to do some things and I'm going to take that class. Thank you so much for being here. We want to um, just give you a great, you know, thank you from the the Karen Hunter um, village and her rebels. And uh, we will have you back at some point. Thank you and have a great day.